Welcome to the Talking Total Pharma Health Podcast from AgriSafe Network. At AgriSafe, we work to protect the people that feed the world by supporting the health and safety professionals and by ensuring access to preventative services for farm families and the agricultural community. Hello, listeners. Today we're going to focus on some wellness information for Latino and Hispanic farm workers in the U.S. There is a lot of information to cover there, much more than we can fit into one episode. So for now, we're going to focus on one resource. Now, did you know that in 2021, 63% of farm workers identified as Hispanic? It's also worth noting that only 34% of farm workers had their high school diploma. Low education level, low wages, and language barriers can increase the risk of negative health outcomes. So today, as we explore this topic deeper, I am excited to welcome our guest, Elena Velez. Elena is a certified healthcare interpreter as well as a wellness trainer, and she's coming to us from California. It's also important to note that she is trilingual. She can speak Italian, English, and Spanish. Wow. Welcome to the Talking Total Pharma Health Podcast, Elena. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You bet. Um, so let's get to know you and some of your work. Tell us about yourself, where you're located, your credentials, and what does a normal day look like for you in, in your field? So as uh, you said, I am a healthcare interpreter. I work, I've been working for 18 years in that field. I live in California, in Alameda, and I normally, my lifestyle is just going around driving to doctor's visits and being an interpreter, meaning I am the voice for the doctor and the patient. And on top of that, after 18 years, I created a program called CRT, Community Restorative Training, which purpose was to, or it is, started to provide access to wellness education to the Latino community. And that happened in January 2020. Something So that comes to answer your question about what do I do? I divide my 24-7 attention into wellness creation, content, and opportunities to train farmers and essential working community and going to interpreting appointments for five days a week and for wellness, and including weekends. So it's a full-time two jobs. That's a lot. You got a lot going it's on. It's intense. Yes. Yes. So Elena, you, you mentioned CRT. Tell us more about that and what that means for the farm workers. What that means is a CRT, again, community restorative training and in Spanish is Taller Restaurativo Comunitario. The purpose of that program is something that I came out after understanding the Latino community behavior. So when they go to the doctor, and the reason why they go to the doctor in general is because they got into an injury at work. But what I realize is that they need, we need to be proactive in our daily life. So I realize there are some ingredients. I created kind of a soup. I call it a soup of a beautiful ingredients that are very important. And those ingredients, we have it on a daily basis. We don't need to depend on doctors. But we can prevent that on a daily basis again. So by I created that idea of we need to breathe, intentionally breathe. 
every day, every moment we can, we remember we need to do that. Then we need to be aware of how we sleep because sleeping is our restoring moment. And if we don't restore our life, we cannot continue. The next option or the next ingredient is how we eat. What we put in our stomach, it is really important because we are either nurturing or damaging our body and our brain. We are actually nurturing our brain through our stomach. Then the way we move, we are human beings and as human beings, we need to move. Regardless on an injury, we need to keep going, keep moving. It's very important, even if it's a little. So we continue with the ingredients which involves emotional intelligence, socializing, meditating, relaxing, and being, being resilient. It's important. All these ingredients had a final purpose, which is being resilient, which makes us stronger. It makes our behavior as a bamboo. Like, okay, something hit you, you go back stronger. So this is the idea of CRT. I want it and I keep going trying to promote these tools that we have or these ingredients that we all have to manage our lifestyle, to like, let, make it less stressful to, on our own behalf. That sounds like a wonderful soup. You know, life is going to throw us challenges, and we are all aware of that. But those bite-sized wellness practices you just spoke of, they will help us to not just survive, but to thrive. I love that. Well, now that we've looked a bit at the theory behind CRT, how did you first get involved in the farm worker community? I actually, as an interpreter, do not have much access to farm working community because in general, they do not have, they, do, they are not documented necessarily, so they don't go to the workers' comp cases, which are the ones that I am dealing with every day. So because of that legality piece, they cannot go to workers' comp and they don't go. But when I started my program, including all the central working community, I did it in January 2020. And what happened in March 2020? Everybody disappeared because of COVID. So when that happened, I realized, okay, what am I going to do? This instrument that I created, this is a monster that I need to use, but I, I now have nobody so there were doctors around. That was the only community working for the COVID kind of issue. And there were the agricultural community stepping up and feeding the doctors. That's how I got engaged with more agricultural community. And I started to learn and I became so passionate and obsessive about understanding. And I never knew how stressed out they were, how much life challenging they have to live on a daily basis so i started to read to promote to talk and i reached out to a friend of mine which is farmiral in brentwood he's the owner of pro holo farm and he's an amazing guy it's an organic farm and they are a lovely community and i say hey do you want this program would you like me would you allow me to do this proof is, is going to be interesting. And he did. And it's been already almost four years that I keep going. And he appreciates that. So here's my experience with the Latino community about the agricultural community. They have no access. They have no access to education or to learn 
about how to take care of themselves. They just know that they need to wake up, be responsible, confront life challenges the best way possible, but they could do better, help themselves better if they sleep, eat well, drink enough water with the sufficient electrolytes or something that he, it's about a commitment to a longevity situation, to a functional longevity that they are not aware. They just know they have this skill and they are unaware of some simple education will help them in their lifestyle and their families. So I became, again, obsessed with helping. And I learned a sentence here in America that says, don't give unrequested advice. And I decided in my life to do the whole opposite. I give unrequested advice. No one, no Latino, nobody, no agricultural community is going to ask me for advice if they don't know that exists, but I am giving it. And this is my advice. I am a mother of two and I give advice because I know by sharing, I can help. You take it or leave it, that's fine. But I am happy that I'm giving this to you and you are the one making the decision of approaching that road. So this is my experience giving this to the community, education. It's a lovely gift. It's a very lovely gift and your life experiences and how you pivoted. You were very nimble at a time when we were all confused, not sure what direction to go and, and how you stepped up and, and saw a need and then answered that need. That's, that's just so lovely. Thank you. So when we think about some of the, you, you talked about education as possibly a barrier for our Latino farm workers when it comes to seeking health, just good wellness. What are some of the other cultural barriers that we need to be aware of? Language is the very basic. They do not speak the language. It's kind of by steps. We don't have access to understanding the words less enough to understand the behavior. We think differently. We totally think differently. We organize our minds in a different way. We are very kind of in a survival mood. We just grab and try our best on things, but it's not something coming from a structure. We don't have a structure. We just try to help ourselves the, ourselves the best way. So language is a huge deal. That's why my decision of being a voice was really relevant. It just, it wasn't enough because by being an interpreter, I'm not allowed to give, ad give advice. Legally, I cannot give any advice to a patient. So 18 years later, I decided, well, now by having my own business, I am allowed to give my advice. So I became an LLC. I am an interpreter. I now have decided to give my advice and give this information with the same language, using the language, using the cultural competency that I have, sympathy, compassion, coming from my own compassion, my self-compassion and empathy, understanding what it is to be a parent or a mother away from your country, understanding what is a family for us, understanding how in the mode of fight or flight we go when it's talking about our family. So it's huge to believe, it's important detail to believe how important our family is 
language. So it's just kind of little pieces. It's like stairs. I'm looking right now at stairs and you can see that like there is this factor of education. Okay, if you know that if you breathe better, you can manage this challenge, this new challenge that you are living, just breathe better. Take your time. Then eat little bite wisely. Just go ahead and do this, do that, and just step by step, allow yourself, give yourself some empathy, understand why you're here. So being socially aware culturally, in a culturally way, it is very important understanding that we are here not necessarily because we want, is because we have countries, we come from countries that are completely taking advantage of us. I'm from Colombia. And we don't have much opportunity. There's some people who has opportunity. I had a lot of opportunity, but it's not enough. And this country, we're grateful because of the opportunity. But it is important for the country to understand our pain, emotional pain. So those are, that's a long answer. (laughs) That's a good answer, though. I think for those of us that don't understand those barriers and, and the needs of the culture, you're doing a, just a great job in helping open my eyes and to have that understanding, that basic understanding. And, and of course, that creates a certain curiosity as well as those of us that are looking in. And so just those initial steps of understanding the culture, what the the Latino community needs, you know, and, and as you touched on, they're in survival mode. It's important for us to understand that they're setting down new roots with their family here. And how can we be helpful to have work through that survival mode, as well as then take them up to the, to the next level, whatever that may be for that individual? It's a lovely question. It's a lovely question because as you have experienced, I'm sure each one of us, how warm is the Latino community, the Latinx or Latino community? It is despite the pain, despite the hard work, they are loving community. We are a givers. So the way to help and support is recognizing directly hey, thank you for what you're doing. The very first thing I do at every session that I provide of CRT is thank you. I'm honored to be here. i like to thank you for all your effort, your hard work, and what you have done for me. Probably you don't know, but you have given me a lot. In every table, every food, every family event, everything you give me, despite you knowing you're coming to me, I'll thank you for that. And being kind of out there to say, tell me, how can I help? In some ways, put yourself in their shoes, provide that empathy to the process. And hey, how can I help? Tell me what you need. How can I be of use so you can move forward? They have a lot of needs. They don't take care of themselves. There is no medical education teaching them anything different than get pills, medication, and the solution is not a medication. The solution is you being aware, self-awareness, emotional intelligence. This is what I teach. So examples like that is having people having suicidal thoughts. I was presenting at a group at a farm when I was so proud of saying there's the number 988 now. You don't need to learn 12 numbers. Now there's 988, go for it. And then you push two for Spanish and you find somebody to talk. When I shared that news, 
that I was so proud about. A lady, I mean, an agricultural ladies just stand up and say, hey, what? I didn't know about this. My ex, my husband just committed suicide recently and left us alone, my two kids and myself, and everybody's in therapy by me. I didn't know, and I wish I would have known about this. And that was, to me, huge. I was giving good news, and a, a, a bucket of eyes was dropped at me. But of course, it wasn't about me. I was like, I am so sorry. I am so sorry this happened to you and to your kids. But I'm here to listen. I would love to do my best. She had the courage to share that information around her community of farmers, where there's a lot of stigma. Nobody shares anything like that or like anything related to mental health. And she felt so motivated and strong enough, like she was talking to only me. And she shared that with me, surrounded by 30 farmers. And I was like, okay, some way I felt like, okay, please vent. Please know that I'm here to listen to you. I got the QPR training. So I am here. Tell me more. What else do you need? We're here to help you. So basically, these are the resources. And then after she shared that with me, I learned that from from one side, she was that frustrated for that situation to happen and having better information or education. And on the other hand, she felt that she could share that with me. And that gave me a huge peace of mind. Two years later, I found her at a eco-farm conference where I was presenting. And she said, Elena, thank you for listening to me. Thank you for everything you have taught us for every effort you make to teach us how to deal with life challenges, being at this work. And I am really appreciated. So we sat down, talked more. I was there for her, listening, fully listening. This is all we need to know. We need to listen to people, despite the fact that we don't speak the language. I'm here for you. So that, going back to answer the prior question, I am here. Yo estoy aquí para ti. I am here for you. How can I help you? How can I serve you? ¿Cómo te puedo ayudar? That's all we need. Yeah. Yeah. Those basic things. It's just basic things. I'm here for you and how can I help you? And and your story is definitely impactful on, on a number of different levels. You know, don't ever assume, and we all know that, it's not healthy. It's not good to assume what someone else may or may not know. But um, you just opening up the conversation when she... First of all, she felt like she could trust you, right? That you were trustworthy. You were a credible resource that she could talk with about the suicide of her husband, as well as the resources moving forward for her and her family. So, gosh, thank you for sharing that. That is that is another eye-opening talking point. Like, wow, just don't assume that people have all the resources are accessible to them because they really are not. They really are not. Yes. So let's talk just a little bit about um, what are some of the top health and wellness concerns that you hear from farm workers in general? Well, they have medical issues. They can be disabled, but there's no way they know that is a disability because they are hardworking community, despite the fact that their hip hurts, their any part hurts, they keep going. 
So education, they they are just missing that that piece of the puzzle. They need education and they complain about pain, financial issues, access to medical basics. Just having access is a big deal. They do not have that. And I wish I can. I want to find a way. I'm not a nonprofit. The solution, in my opinion, is to go and have a track and visit farms one at a time, visit them and listen to them. Because the big issues that they will never share, I know, is having mental health issues, having anxiety depression. And I see that every day on people. I myself come from a very anxious family. I am have been very anxious ever since I got married, divorced, and I took my kids and I was in charge of everything. I've been a very anxious person. And that is one of the main reasons also I wanted to share without shame that I have suffered anxiety for many years. But that's not the right way of living. That is not right. And my goal is to say, no, 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 no. Let's find a way. Nobody told me, hey, breathe. I just never realized that breathe well, intentionally, <laughs> you know, for a moment. Take that moment. So I would like to go and be able to go to people because the stigma of sharing, of going to a psychologist, that will never happen with them. So if we go, if I go and I listen to them, go and stop for each farm, 15 minutes, tell me what's your issue. So many, but I'll teach them how to be funneling down their thoughts because we are a community of, as you can see my answers, we are talkers. There's a lot we have to say, honestly. So funnel down, funnel down. What is this? What is the worst situation? What is, just go from worst, from not, Pain number 10 to pain number zero, you know? So I helping people understanding their own life and finding the solution. There's always a solution, but we go into, again, that survival mode that doesn't allow us to think the right way. So that is, that is the dream that I have, being able to go farm by farm. Yeah, it's in a community approach is what I'm hearing, right? Connecting with the community and using some of your resources that you have in the diaphragmatic breathing. I, I'm a yogi. I do that. And it's certainly that day-to-day practice becomes that habit that we don't even think about then when there are those times of, of high anxiety. So a community approach, and, and that's a that's something everybody can be part of. Yes. Yes, I I agree. And that's something that I would love to have some kind of support in that sense if I can create that and go town by town and doing this because the reason why I introduced the idea of how did I started being an environmental Latino liaison it's also because I had the chance to practice I decided to go to churches and talk to the entire community I asked the priest hey give me five minutes I only need five minutes to introduce this concept to the people and my program, my website is crt-eco.org. And that eco is meaningful because my point is to understand that while you're taking care of yourself, you must take care of the planet. Because this is all goes back to us. It's a cycle. And we're helping ourselves and our kids, the future of their kids. 
So we need to, everything we do, we need to commit in an intentional way that is not damaging anything or anybody. So this community idea that I started being not, I was very bad public speaker. I got blushed from very young age. And I pushed myself every time I could to do that. And I went to church. It was like, I don't know, 500 people. And I said to them every Sunday, hey, this is happening. Let's try to help the environment. Let's try to do this compost. Let's try to do this recycling. So avoid plastic and things like that. So I trained myself on every topic to be behaving environmentally and mentally healthy. So that's why community work, it is important. And that is the other side of your community to help us. Let's be, let's act together. It's about being together the way we thrive. Mm-hmm. Better together, as they say. And I, I sure do appreciate your self-made concept, your personal self-made concept. That's inspiring. It's, it really is inspiring. Are there any other resources, tips, or parting words you would like to leave with us? I want people to know about my program. I want to, I, I want to promote the idea of take care of your breathing, take care of your sleeping issues or practices, take care of how you eat, how you behave, how you move, how you are perceiving toxicity in the environment or relationships that, that affects us. We don't need toxicity. We can let go of anything like that. We need to take care of everything. We do love our job or move on, try to find. But every moment, we never know. Life is very short. It's not worth it to live it in pain or emotional pain at least. And managing pain, I just came out from a psychological appointment. Managing pain doesn't mean, okay, I'm going to forget about it. But we need to fight the depression that pain is causing us. We are stronger than that, definitely. We are allowing our brain, our mind to manage. And there's so many motivational things in our life, like our kids, our family. My mom is 94. She's a motivation for me. My kids, 29 and 25. And me, I am developing. I'm not done. I'm, so we have plenty of things to do, but we need to see. This is my last thing. We need to see this life as an adventure. This is an adventure. It's not a punishment. So let's take it like that. Very nice. Life is an adventure. And get ready because you never know what's going to come and enjoy this ride because it's, it's a pretty. Yes, but it's about how you take your events instead of what are the events. It's your attitude. Just be ready, be stronger, move better, and respond, not react. There you go. Respond and not react. Very, very nice. Well, thank you for your time, Elena. This has been just such a pleasure in, in learning more. And I certainly, on behalf of AgriSafe, wish you very well in your work. And, and I do hope our paths get to cross sometime soon. Thank you. Thank you so much, you guys, for having me. Thank you. Okay, folks, that's it for today. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast to hear more from AgriSafe on the health and safety issues impacting agricultural workers. If you'd like to suggest topics or have a story you'd like to share, you can contact us by email at info at agrisafe.org and title that important email TTFH Podcast. We always welcome email. 
You can also get our attention by using the hashtag TTFHPod on Twitter. To see more from AgriSafe, including webinars and our newsletter, visit us at www.agrisafe.org. This episode was created by AgriSafe Network, directed by Laura Siegel, hosted by me, Linda Emanuel, edited by Matt McKinney for ProPodcastingServices.com with special guest Elena Velez. 